This is Story in Mind, and I'm Moss Whelan. And it is a blue sky afternoon. Spring has sprung. There's lots of flowers and uh, greenery. Topic is uh, sprinting and sort of hoping to get more into techniques that uh, encourage writing different different ways. One of the things that I was just thinking was uh, why is it that I use sprinting only for first draft? Why am I not using sprinting for uh, drafting? So second draft, third draft, which to me is a s- slower process and that there are these stumbling blocks. Not writing blocks? Uh, no, stumbling blocks, because uh, my understanding of writing blocks uh, has changed, altered through conversation, uh, that they are reflective of a personal situation um, psychological situation and that there's something that needs to be addressed something that's not happening that ought to be happening uh, how so what do I mean uh, say currently I'm revisioning which is the, the best way to say it and that I've I've written something it, that is the say the the structure the framework, but I'm not I'm not addressing there's there's something at the core right that I'm figuring out like I'm sort of adjusting and sort of okay tuning in how you know I'm I'm almost there, but I, I've 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 got to go in with this critical eye and. Uh, health issues aside, that's ongoing. And uh, financial stuff, that's ongoing. And, and that's, you know, that's for everybody. Even if you aren't sick, you're headed in that direction. <laughs> Moss, say it's not so. It's not so. But that's... That's um, that's human. That's part of life, and um, we're not alone in that. So, but let's get back to the uh, self-actualizing stuff. <clears throat> so, sprint, sp- sprinting is where you sprinting is where you. Uh, it's it's timed and it's shared, so you're doing this with other people. The great thing is, is that say, it could be some way, some someone somewhere halfway around the world, who is writing at the same time that you're writing, and 
I, I waffle on it. I've done, I've um, led at least twice sprinting. I may have even done an episode on sprinting, but this is, I'm, I'm sort of looking at it uh, for ways to do other things besides, say, first draft. Is sprinting the way to go for uh, for a second draft to final draft? Uh, one difficulty is that it's timed. There's this sense of um, rush. You're just kicking out the jams. You're uh, putting stuff down on paper. And every so often I'll come across an old-timer who doesn't understand why people are posting uh, their word counts. You know, what, you know, what does that mean? Uh, if, if you actually go back to working writers who still exist today, but say, I'm thinking of, you know, back in the 50s, 60s, etc., because they never, they never vanished, but I remember, like I was, I watched uh, Harlan Ellison talking about uh, how he was working, like he, you know, sitting down and he, he was writing to survive, he was writing, you know, to live, it was his income, and so he was cranking out stuff, it had to be good, it had to sell. Uh, and there was an issue of word count. You know, it's it wasn't the sort of you know luxury where sort of sitting down and that you can just you know sail to Byzantium. Uh, which it can be. That is one way of doing it. You know, if you have the the luxury of time and space. Uh, <laughs> and identity to do that and that you know you're not um, you don't have a deadline etc 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 but uh, the second draft that's where things seem to slow down and uh, uh, let's see yeah slowing down and second draft So, going into the second draft, what's, yeah, what slows us down? What slows me down? Uh, talking with the other local writer, and there's many, but uh, who I've been critiquing with. Who's holding out on me? He's been—he's—he's he's torturing my manuscript, and uh, and uh, I, you know, I want to—I want to get it back. I want to get the feedback. That's what I want. Uh, but uh, talking with Patrick and sort of getting getting into this—you know—the shift 
you know, it's not, now it's not about just this, um, the glory. It's, it's sort of, we, we get into the, okay, making, making this good and, uh, what are, what's, what's wrong with it and being able to identify, yeah, being able to identify that. So there, so there's this slow down. I kind of wonder though. I wonder if. I wonder if that's necessarily so, and and I would like to try timing myself, and uh, I have done things like say, okay, I'm going to do you know ten pages, and this is you know. The the way that I learned it, you know, your manuscript is double spaced. And so if you think of a word processor page, uh, Times Roman font and double spaced. And so, you know, we end up with 10 pages and I have done that before, uh, but more often than not, it seems like it's these, um, sort of rushes, right? Say where things, nothing is happening and then there's this push and it's sort of push forward. What What's happening right now is there's a lot of, like say as I'm revisioning that I'm, that I'm attempting to unlock, right? And if, if I can look at it as um, a writer's block that I would, my technique for the writer's block would be to consider, okay, well, what, what is this problem with, with the revisioning? What does it look like, smell like, sensory? Who's there? Where is it? What's the tone? And that's something that helps me to get moving. I do like the idea, though, of um, less so of the timed and more of the idea of the word count. That you know, you do a word, you know, your word count every day, ten pages or whatever it is, and that you're slowly moving forward uh, in the manuscript bit by bit. We just passed a beagle, who uh, gave that not a sniff, but it's the backward sniff where it's sort of a quick shot of air through the nostrils. So, word count. One thing about the sprinting is that it, it, it encourages you to bypass thinking. So instead of thinking, um, you're just doing, right? And I've read various um, quotes. I want to say Ray, Ray Bradbury. I've read a Ray Bradbury quote, which was basically just stop thinking. And then I'm just continuing with that and just start feeling, you know, Write, write the feels. Uh, how does it feel?
And I guess, too, it's save the thinking for the question of uh, scene arcs and things like that. I have this dread feeling, though, that I'm doing something that, say, you know, these writers don't do. Uh, it just makes sense, though. Uh, say, you know, you're in the quest for making this better, and that, say, you're going to find a way to improve uh, as you draft, you know, have these tools on hand. Uh, that said, stuff gets published that is crap and trash, and um, at the local convention they do uh, a turkey reading. Uh, so every VCon, they uh, they'll sort of get, they've gathered together the worst in science fiction, and they'll start reading them, and you can bid to uh, have them stop reading or to continue reading. Uh, if you sort of really are really enjoying the 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 roast that's going on. So today I was invited to uh, partake in a sprint, and I it, it got it got moved to, to tomorrow because um, that was better for a bunch of people, and it was great to get the invitation though, and I just sort of have got to keep this in mind because there's. It's a good way to, say, be connecting, socializing online, you know, making it uh, work. Uh, and crosswalk time. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But like I said, I have this... Um, hmm. I'm sort of curious, like, okay, well, what if I go and I, you know, bring, I, I take it to where I'm doing my drafting, which is this old computer in a corner that's not plugged into the internet, <laughs> and then um, that I use, I use the sprinting in order to sort of push myself to sort of stop just sort of dwelling on this and to actually be uh, editing rather than thinking because that's what's going on right now. I'm just thinking, 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 thinking. And it, uh, yeah, I, I think I've had enough. <laughs> So, uh, that, yeah, that's, that's something I'd like to try tomorrow and see if, if the sprinting can be done for editing, in, say in my case, is, is that going to work and fit?
I, I love writing this fantasy cowboy story, uh, but that's that's not what's on the front burner right now, and uh, it'd be great to sort of get this done. Not sort of. It'd be great to just. It'd be great to do this thing. There we go. Let's see. So there's a lot of. Um, I, I, I'm still stuck too on this, on the questions, and it's that I want to do a, a good job with the editing, and that's in question, right? That I, I've, I've already had this journey of, you know, learning and finding out all of the things that I'm doing wrong, and uh, was it rookie mistakes? And then there's nothing wrong with that, but, you know, if you want to improve, uh, you know, then you've, you know, you've got to be sort of on this quest. At the same time, I'm just thinking of the turkey readings and picking up these books. Um, having, having read some of it, one of the authors at the turkey readings does um, the uh, Gore books, G-O-R and the sort of uh, the barbarian kind of uh, fantasy sword and sorcery. And, and really in a weird kind of way, it's, it has moments of say, uh, He-Man, the uh, cartoon slash line of toys and 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 yet uh, not. I'm just remembering sort of these like uh, you know huge rippling muscles and massive swords and very tropish uh, very tropish cliche I think too one of the stumbling blocks is that I have I have an idea of what it is that I want to do so uh, you know say do I be should I be flexible and allow it to you know to not be um, perfect in in say you know this image that I have for the project uh, you know, how it's going to be received alright <clears throat> so yeah let's see I just stopped off at uh, a, a local shop and now I'm back perambulating
so my uh, my plan is to uh, try out sprinting and at the same time looking for ways to to be productive and you can look at, you can look at the project as many times and you know spend as much time as you can spend years looking at a project researching but the actual productivity is is in is in the doing it it's all about these minor details i've discussed on the podcast you know say what i want to achieve my agenda personally and then socially and what is what is at work like my motivation one of the things I've had to do over the years is to cut uh, externally like say on the outside world that they're there are things I remember cutting uh, cable vision, for example, because it was such a distraction. And I have tried to cut uh, the internet, but it's it's such a part of one's um, maybe not you, but I find it does it does have its purposes as far as say writing and promotion, etc., etc. Uh, I've gotten involved in marketing and promotion for this local convention, and that's something that I'm being very careful about. I want to make sure that it's balanced, that that I get as much as I give, and I feel like I'm still paying off a bit of a debt because, I, but I'm getting closer to this point where I of. Uh, I guess equanimity, like uh, a balance. But that is one thing: is, is you want to be cons- concerned about burnout. One of the things that I've been experiencing is experiencing is a bit of limelight, which is nice. Uh, but then at the same time, being realistic about it and going. It, you know, does it actually serve a purpose? You know, is it is it doing something that is um, of value, or is it just limelight for the sake of limelight? And and it's not it's not limelight for the sake of limelight. And it, uh, I doubt that I I would do it if it sort of. It's all about me, and this is about me and my my big fat ego. Uh, hope, hopefully, there's enough ego depth, ego de- ego depth, ego death to uh, balance things out.
There's some really disappointing graffiti going on. But too, it, it might be the, the beginning of great things. It looks like it's just, you know, somebody's initials and uh, they uh, they haven't uh, uh, got it together to, you know, give us some uh, great stuff. Okay, back away from the, the busy street. So what are some other things that are going to help with the second draft? And beyond, because I'm, I'm up, up at the fifth and beyond, somewhere in that realm. Um, what are some things... Uh, being a bit obsessive about it, bring actually bringing the manuscript uh, with, and I can remember. I think it was last year that I was actually, I had it in my backpack and I took it with me wherever I went. So very much like say having a novel with you wherever you go, that I would have this manuscript. and uh, putting the focus on the manuscript. So, for example, if, if, people, if you're talking with people, that it's something that you bring up. Or you might ask them, say, questions. Um, so that there's this focus. It might destroy relationships, but I think, I think it's more like, say, a, a test of, of those relationships and, you know, whether those people are in it. <laughs> uh, know, knowing that, you know, this is helping you to follow your bliss and get closer to, you know, who you really are, that they'll be on board, you know, and say, you know, yeah, sure, let's talk about that character. Uh, those awesome people who w will actually request that, you know, and say, hey, I would love to read the manuscript for the next thing, or And, and I've had a couple of those uh, moments. Usually I like to do, say, first chapter and then say if somebody wants to get into it, you know, then we'll do that. Or, say, a critique partner, you know, and I feel like emailing Patrick and saying, you know, is you know is there anything that I can do to help? <laughs> can I can I get you know can I let you off the hook and you know if it's uh, if it's too much? I thought that it was presentable enough, but the more I'm left alone, the more I sort of I'm fretting and I was like, oh, you know, it's not perfect.
So, yeah, second draft. Actually, I just saw one guy talking about... It looks like what he does is he does... I, I know a bit more about uh, his process than, than the post he did. It was His name is Chuck, and... I know that he edits while he writes, so he'll he'll write something and then double back and be fixing it up. Um, and then he will, but as he gets when he gets the to the last, um, gets the, the finishes the manuscript the first draft. Which for him is this mix. It's you know, it's he's been editing as he's he's been going. I'm pretty sure I sort of remember hearing kind of like these two different sides while he's writing and then afterwards. And afterwards that he he'll he'll read it and make notes and then he'll start going through it with the notes and making adjustments as he goes. And... That's his process. Uh, Also, too, while he's going through it, uh, he's making notes. So he does does the reading and making notes, and then he does the editing and making notes. And then, boom! So I count that as uh, one, two, and then two, possibly three drafts that this particular guy is doing. Maybe it's great stuff, or maybe it just you know works for him. It's good enough. But my experience. Um, I've learned a lot about myself and just that sort of my limitations and for whatever reason I'm not able to um, make something presentable and, until I've gone through it many, many times. I think a schedule is good. I want to say that um, I've, I have a lot of, say, good intentions, but there's this kind of chaos that goes on, and I've tried to tame. I've tried to tame that part of myself and have discipline, but. I have these huge uh, disruptions, interruptions uh, when writing, so I don't, I don't get. Um, there is, there is a discipline and structure there, and so it's not to say that there isn't. I wish that there was an agent. I wish there was an agent there because. Um, that experience for me was there was this accountability and I would be constantly sending this stuff and uh, 
I have no idea how uh, my agent managed to read the whole thing over and over. But that was that was the process. And I suspect too, it's a sort of say shifting gears and figuring out how to be that person who now, you know, is not involved. And yeah, to sort of cultivate a part of myself that is, you know, say, going to take on that role and be able to give myself notes and, uh, Um, this said, I don't feel particularly um, professional. I think I've made huge strides as far as uh, marketing and promotion. And that's been a learning curve. And... Yeah, huge strides. But as far as, say, uh, editing, that uh, I think part of it for me is, is, is the love of the chaos and of the um, chaos and inspiration and creativity and say it's something it's something important, obviously but that say I remember one advice one piece of advice was for writing was don't only make changes that the editor suggests don't change anything else and and that's not good enough for me you know i'm in there i'm sort of i'm looking i'm loving it i want to change you know adjust and sort of find that find the thing that is um just you know so it's wonderful wonderful beautiful magical <clears throat> And things get silly and out of hand and cause problems. Like I... It, it was, it's very much Ray Bradbury where I'm not thinking so much, but I'm feeling. And I remember putting in these red herrings, these fish, actual red fish, who, who would lead astray all the time. And they actually did sort of serve a purpose. They had this small arc through the story. And they, they wouldn't have happened unless I was uh, exploring. Exploring and to having fun, right, with these actual red fish. <clears throat> Instead of just saying, 
Oh, they are red herrings. But also the, the, the problems that these fish create because they are imagined. And there's this problem with... Problem? There's this thing going on with perception and imagination and imagining stuff that isn't real. And so that's that's something that I'm brooding about. Like, say, um, there seems to be this shift that's happening right now as I'm writing. Or that, that say, I shifted completely out of, out of the problem of imagination into a, a, a different kind of uh, problem. Perhaps the way to counter it is, is, to, is to look at it as we're in, what is it called? The, the opposite, so to say, harsh reality and the, 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 lack of, um, the lack of imagination and the lack of wonder in one's life. You know, say you can be so focused on the real and uh, you end up getting bankrupt uh, internally. That you don't have an inner life. You know, say, you know, you might have hard times and you lose everything, but you still have yourself. You still have your inner world and you still have your self-esteem and your morals and ethics and on and on. Uh, But some people don't. You know, they lose quote-unquote everything. All of these material possessions and it hits them super hard and they've never been there possibly in their life. And all of a sudden they have nothing quote-unquote, plus on the inside, right? It's just this big gaping hole on both sides. And things are looking uh, pointless and hopeless and useless. So have I gotten? I think I've, yeah, I've, I've strayed from the topic. Um, but I'm I'm figuring it out. I'm getting closer and closer to the, you know, the synthesis, right? Sort of same but different. Uh, telling the story, but uh, telling it in a different way. synthesis one thing I remember about edits and drafts is that the story can change and become quite different um, such as 
uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, which comes from a previous draft called... It's something to do with the, the Watchmen. And the, the, the previous draft was sold recently as, as a book and not received well, that it wasn't, you know, as good. And people argued that, you know, it's a, it's a previous draft, it's not a new book. I'm just thinking, too, that's the difference that, say, you do a few drafts and get published, and, you know, it's not, it's not a classic, you know, but if you do something like Harper Lee did and her editor-publisher, then you end up with uh, To Kill a Mockingbird classic, you know. And, you know, people, people read one and not the other. They read the other because of the of the better version. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's the conundrum of it. Of course, trusting the process, that's what I'm doing a lot of. I find myself actually saying it to myself. You know, it's like, just trust the process. I trust the process. And uh, this is just, you know, part of the process. Next step. What is the next step? There's also changes that I'm I'm making uh, to to the world that I've established, and changes to the world. Thinking about. Uh, characters evolving, their relationships changing, uh, looking for the conflict at every turn. Like, what what is the change that's going on from one scene to the next? I think, too, the frustrating thing is that you can't do all of this stuff at the same time. It's, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And that it's just, it's just long. And, too, it's weird because it's not laborious. You know, if you, if that's all you're doing, then, yeah, it's going to be laborious. But if you pace yourself, and really that's what the sprinting is. So I'm really curious to try out, um, you know, not not be working on a first draft, but instead to be, uh, yeah, it's different. All right. So. Uh, I had one interesting thing that uh, happened, I think it was yesterday, I found myself thinking about my fantasy cowboy story, and just sort of tonally what it was, I have, I was inspired by 
I was inspired by a band. I had I had listened to um, a song and then the whole album, which was uh, the Sword. That's the band's name, and then Age of Winters, and it really got me feeling and thinking about uh, sword and sorcery, and just a, a certain style of uh, fantasy. But then from there, there's this. Um, there's a song by Black Sabbath, another band, uh, heavy metal, called War Pigs, which is, wow, it is very pro-peace, and it is, uh, it, it's, a, it's damning. It's a, it, it's, it's a huge critique of the, uh, industrial what is it industrial war complex something like that um, those who those who profit off of death and destruction via war uh, and too I've sort of found myself looking at uh, first of all I was thinking about this image I had of my fantasy cowboy on their horse and they're fighting. It's not a peaceful image. And then I have these sort of competing, uh, but not. There's a very sort of, there's a synthesis in the music and uh, this discussion of battles and In, in one, there's definitely a, the fantastic, while in the other, it is uh, just to say this this tone. And that's something that say I'm, I'm bringing to I'm bringing to the stories this just this image of being in this battle on horseback, and it's sort of a frozen snapshot of uh, I think I've described it before as exaltation, but it's also uh, brutal and very Conan, actually. And, you know, I'm, I'm not that in my real life, but it, it appears that there's this uh, part of myself that, where it's, um, what's this, it's catharsis, but it's also, um, there's this word for sort of expressing what uh, what you're not supposed to express. So he's, you know, all of this anger and this mix of feeling, anger, despair. And, and, and putting it to work putting the manuscript to work and saying, you know, I want to do this with it. I want, for myself, I want to have this experience. I want to um, confront. I want to have this confrontation. And it's already happening in, in my big um, like say in, in the book that got published 
it it that element is there but different and i still don't yeah i still don't know if i will i still don't know how that will sort of unfold and um Let's see, how are we doing? So, 12 minutes, we're in the wrap-up. So this is me about to try try out a, a different type of sprinting. See if I can adjust it. Um, I have tried out sprinting at home where I set a clock. And I, I do the sprinting for myself. There's this local uh, writing group, and they have a online sprinting. It's like you can sprint, you can invite others to. And it, it was a bit weird because um, I just set it up for myself. I invited other people, but no one came, so I just did it myself. And that that is one thing is that ultimately. It's, it comes down to you doing it. And you could surround yourself with all kinds of people, but ultimately it comes down to you and the importance it has for you. Like, say, if you're not getting anything out of it, and, it, and two, if you're feeling resentful, then I say you're doing it wrong. And two, the, it comes, the, the question starts happening... Well, what is, what is the right way to do it? What is the good story? What is the um, non-crappy story? And maybe even, too, why are we writing crap? When, you know, everybody knows what a good story is. You know, why is it that we set out and um, create things that are shallow and th- and there's a terrible answer to that but sort of being I'm being careful here <laughs> is is there a way to I think I think there's a way I think there's a way to you know regardless what level you're at like whether you you know you just just started writing or you've been writing for years you know maybe like even if you're a quote unquote young writer you're in your 20s but you've been writing since you were a young teenager say those people exist and they go and they you know they read a lot and they learn from the writers uh who they might quite like and they emulate imitate and they come up with uh, great stuff in their 20s that sells and makes money and gets turned into things.
Uh, and there are clear divisions of writing, such as um, people who are writing um, something like slash fiction or fan fiction, which has to do with putting, uh, you know, they're taking characters, they're shipping, which is, you know, making relationships that don't exist between, you know, could be, you know, their favorite, favorite TV show, movie, it could be real people, right, that they're uh, writing these stories about. And it's done for fun. It, you know, it's not, it's not, perhaps, it, you know, in one level it's being considered as, you know, uh, oh, maybe this could be used one day, I'd have to change all the names. But there, but there is the, the amateur set who are not, they're not interested in a second draft. You know, first is good. I don't even know what you're talking, the language. When you say second draft, I don't know. What does that mean? How do you do that? I just like to write. And I'm thinking of my first drafts long, long ago, and it, it was a beautiful thing. It's The same goes with, for poetry or anything. Like, um, if you... Sort of a mode of expression, and you get it out... You know, and it feels great. But say for the the audience, not so great. And to this confusion of say people who are you know patting on the back and appreciating. That's one sort of careful territory I'm in with fandom and meeting and talking with people who could very well be in this territory where it's 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 about expression it's not about clarity uh it's not it's not considering the the audience and it's more of a sort of self-indulgence gosh is there anything wrong with that though um I'm sure there's many things that wouldn't exist, um, and then you have, say, quotes from people like Asimov, who you know was just sending out stuff, uh, hundreds of stories, you know, and eventually something is good and something sticks. Um, Well, I, I think that's always been um, the question. It's in this podcast, the question is this division of of writing that there's two ways, and there's nothing wrong with writing a first draft and getting it out there, but it's definitely not something that has. There ought to there ought not to be the expectation, and I'm guilty of this, right? Where I approach something, and I have you know, sort of my there's disappointment. My hopes are quashed. 
you know, the blurb sounded so good, but I start reading it, and right away it's just, I, you know, I, I don't like this. I don't like these people. You know, why? I feel like I'm wasting my time. So I, I guess that's it. It's, it's this sort of clear distinction between these two. And that's, that's something else. Um, that's another way of looking at sprinting, is that there's the potential for... There's the potential of using it for something great, and then there's the potential of just creating something... Um, fresh and it's you know a person's expressing themselves and it's 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 not considering the art and craft of it <laughs> except for those like shaking their their fists and fingers and saying you know it's art I suppose there is an element of that, say, of, of where something could be done. I was watching uh, a video of an artist, a painter, who went from spending a, a lot of time on their work to changing it to where they spent a lot of time planning, planning and uh, acquiring uh, things to uh, help out with their art. And... Um, say, different materials that would be used for the painting. And, you know, there's different kind of paints and um, things added to the paint, different ways of treating the paint, and to then getting into the canvas and, uh, say, the frame and how that's done, the materials you use. <clears throat> for some reason I'm thinking of, oh, yeah, you could, you know... You could put, instead of canvas, you could put um, rubber, right? You could just, like, you know, staple black rubber on the canvas, and then, then you'd have to figure out, okay, well, how can I, you know, attach something to the rubber that's going to last? Anyways, this artist was involved in that and ended up with... The technique now, the process, is very quick. But a lot of time is invested in sourcing materials and considering uh, what's going to happen. And then, boom, right, it, it occurs. And it's great because looking at them, I kind of get this feeling. And there's all these references going on, even though it's very simplistic. I see, I sort of see shapes and... I see um, a thought. So it's not this, it's not random, but very simplistic. Uh, and yet, I, I, I consider that as, say, that's a, a master. Um, that's, that's somebody who's uh, sort of, in a way, it's minimalist. Uh, and to a lot of consideration for art history, and etc., etc. Ah, uh, famous last words about second draft. I think my, my, my first experience 
hearing about drafting was via uh, learning about screenplay, writing for uh, film, television. Because that's where they would talk about, you know. Uh, there is even a word processing program called Final Draft. And I don't think I had heard drafting before. But it's appropriate because it's it's connected to... I'm thinking of you know, drawing for architecture and elsewhere, where they use the term drafting. You know, and they they draw a picture before they have you know before the end product is created. I guess lastly, a thing that I'm wrestling with is 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 that yeah, I have a better sense I have a better sense even even having done this podcast where I'm talking every day about about writing and the process and publishing and then going into marketing that I have a a, a better like I'm thinking about it and focusing on it and so I just have I feel I feel like I have much more of a better notion of what it ought to be doing and and what it is not and that's something that's happening right now is I'm I've taken a break from it I've come back I'm looking at it and uh a gut feeling that it's not doing something that it's supposed to be doing. All right. Thanks for listening and take care.